0: We got some new faces.
1: I think in the next 30 seconds, we're gonna have a few more. Here we go. And there we are.
0: are also streaming live on YouTube, uh, which I'm gonna check right now that it's working, and Facebook.
1: Two different uh, Facebook uh, pages. One is Leo's and one, one is our uh, Rubbing Elbows page and closed Facebook group. So anyone on here that's not in the group that wants to join feel free we're only going to have amazing people like michelle and uh obviously we've had other guests in the past that um uh whoever didn't catch those episodes as recaps for every one of them we'll do one for this one as well um i am going to yeah let's give it another minute and
0: then we'll go ahead and get started
1: Okay, I'm getting people texting me, saying that they're waiting to get approved for the host to approve them. Okay, now he's in. Now this person's in, okay. Okay, oh, I see you all. Danny, what's up, Danny? What's up, Shay? I didn't even see your faces before. What's up, Mike? Roman. Ooh, got the mask on and everything.
2: Double mask.
1: <laughs> I'm not contagious uh, via
0: zoom. Yeah, that does that mask pass the flame test.
1: Yeah, let's unmute Roman. What's
3: up, Roman? See
4: you. You
3: guys aren't actually live here, you meant, right? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Hello, everyone.
1: All right. Oh, we've got Rosaline. Okay. I think we can get started. People are going to be coming in, but it is what it is. It's 2 We got to be punctual.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right. So, so Chuck, you want to take it away or?
1: Sure. Yeah. We've got, um, I want to make sure that, uh, I want to make sure that I, uh, I describe your uh, position and what you do correctly. So we've got Michelle Weil from the Lawyer's Title. Um, you are the VP and?
2: LA County Sales Manager.
1: Awesome, okay. And um, we're gonna start with uh, just your journey, um, how you got started. Um, I'm sure everyone here is gonna have questions at the end, but uh, just first of all, I wanna thank you for being with us. The whole idea with rubbing elbows was to get people in the industry all connected and um you know not let this coronavirus thing stop us from networking and doing what we need to be doing or vaping we've got someone vaping right with us right here hey there, buddy
2: (laughs) no i and thank you chuck i i appreciate you um asking me to come on to your call i love hearing what everybody has to say every single day um, you know, our world is changing. And so this is kind of our new world, right? And um, it, it actually allows us to speak to each other more often. It used to just be like a like on Facebook and, you know, a like on Instagram. Now, now we're, this is our new reality. And, you know, it's also new for me. Um, just a little background on me. I have been at Lawyer's Title for, it'll be 22 years this summer. I moved to Los Angeles and I started working there and I haven't left. Um, So before that, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I started out in customer service. I went to work as a marketing director at a bank, World Savings, savings and loan actually. And from there, I got into lending. And from lending, I ended up in title And um, once I started at this company, I sort of just um, climbed up the ladder and the way, the way uh, Chuck asked me a question, you know, how did I get a move up the executive food chain? Uh, Really, it was just a matter of, I I was kind of a computer nerd, kind of a computer geek, and I was a salesperson. Um, So every single time and i'm a go-getter so every single time something would go wrong with a department inside of our company my boss would call me and say hey i need you to come come in something's wrong and it would be like oh well the customer service manager quit can you take over that department and that's just that really is how I took over every department and I'm, I'm really good in operations and my the thing that I do best is being able to take a situation and figure out a solution and move forward. And, and that's just pretty much how, 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 um, each position has been for me. And I, now I, I have 30 sales reps and 73 inside people. So everybody reports up to me, but I do have amazing managers underneath me. The one thing my boss always taught me is if if you don't hire good people underneath you, you'll never make it because you'll kill yourself, right? And it, it's so true. If you don't have good people underneath you, and if you're not afraid one of them's going to take your job, then you're in the wrong position. And that was really good advice because um, you should never be afraid to hire good people and one of the, one of the things that's that I that I'm the worst at also is delegating because I feel like I can do everything easier and better than everybody else, right? But you can't get enough done in the day by doing that. So that's basically how I got to where I am. And I uh, I love my company. I love my reps. Um, we've been working together, like I said, for 22 years. So it's a pretty well-oiled machine. And Every, everything reports up to me, everything that affects the sales reps reports up to me so that I can instantly make a change or get something done for them so that they can support you guys out in the field. And that's really what it's all about. You know, Our job is to support everybody, all of our clients out in the field. And so every single day, that's pretty much what I do is figure out how to make that happen today, tomorrow, and in five years. And how we're still going to be viable in the industry. Fantastic.
1: I actually wanted to um, have a follow-up question with um, just from a a upper management uh, perspective. um, One, seeing where where we are and where we're going to be, and how the COVID is really affecting things like uh, binders or or lot ties or title-related issues. Um, that require a manager to step in that require not just your title rep to handle it for you like some of the some of the more complex things
2: right okay so we have lawyers titles a little unique in this situation we have our own local underwriter all of our underwriters do report up to we're all owned by the fidelity group so fidelity lawyers chicago TyCorp all of those title companies are owned by the Fidelity Group. We all report up to the same underwriter, but our, our um, underwriter, he, he, has, he is able to work on any transaction up to $25 million. And he has the authority for that. So that makes a huge difference for us at lawyers. We don't have to you know, throw it up to the underwriters at 5 million to get something done um it, it's it's a huge competitive advantage for us and we talk about that all the time you know as far as binders and and ten, even 1031 exchange all of that stuff all of those time frames have been extended which is nice um and there's one of your other questions chuck was like what what other issues typically come up where i i, I would have to get upper management involved and basically it's my underwriter who's local with me and basic and myself basically. And we make pretty much all of the local decisions. Um, but right now it's indemnities with mechanics liens, um, demands, expired demands, demands not being here. Those deals are really hard to close. And the the worst one right now are IRS and federal liens. Um, where there's like 35 to 45 day turnaround on those demands right now and it's really tough to close a deal so what we've done is uh, so my underwriter went to upper management and said hey we've got to close these deals we've we've got some information so we kind of changed our own guidelines and up to a specific amount we'll take um uh, one and a half times. And then if you go over, over, I think it's 250, you have to, it's two times. We'll hold that until we get the demand. Prior to that, we weren't holding for federal or IRS liens, but these times we, we have to change things. We have to work with people, you know, 1031 exchange people. We have, there's people in the middle of 1031 exchanges right now, freaking out, but they got a 120 day extension. And, um, you know, we work with that when it comes to binders, we work with, we work with our clients anyways, a binders two years. We often let them extend it for three, four, uh, uh, we're being broadcast, right? But you can extend it for three, four, however many years, there's just an extension fee for that. So
0: I, I wanted to jump in and ask you a question. Cause in the beginning, uh, in your intro, you were talking about, uh... Uh, your team and you know how amazing your team is and the hiring process. And in real estate and also in lending, um, everybody is going into these super teams, right? Everybody is building these amazing teams. What what kind of tips, uh, since you've built such a successful one, what kind of tips can you give to realtors that are trying to identify good talent? And then maybe how you handle your hiring process to make sure, because everybody looks good at an interview or a lot of people do. And sometimes it's not like that. So how, how can you, uh, how can you help us there?
2: So there's, there's, you can, you, you cannot interview for work ethic, right? Because everybody looks good and everybody says what you want them to hear, but you cannot interview for work ethic. That, that is one thing. And, and over the years, so it, it, it's just, you know, it comes and goes, but you have to be able to identify it early on and be able to get rid of that person. What we do, what I do is we have a process and the only time I ever deviate from my, if I'm hiring a sales rep, the only time I deviate from my hiring process, if it's a, a top producer um, or you know somebody who's doing very well in the market, if it's anybody else, I will not deviate from my process. And it usually, it, it goes like this, you come in, you have an interview, if I like you, um, I'll send you out and I will have you either do some surveys. If you've never been in the business, I'll have you do surveys. And usually if you, if the person's not a go-getter, they won't go do those surveys, right? They have to walk in and interview 10 to 15 real estate agents. If you're already in the business, I have, I have them do ride-alongs with my reps. Four full days. What what I choose four different reps for them to ride along. They can ask any questions they have to meet at a certain place, make the call, set it up, do all of those things. And usually with that You know that you can things kind of come out in the wash Um, with new trainees. I also make them come in to my Burbank location for the first 30 days. And that's nine to five training and I will send them out and do things with the reps. but if they can do all of those things, then I know they're going to be committed to the process. Um, And, and the, the biggest thing is everybody wants to just get hired and even reps that are in the territory, they just want to get hired and start working and get out there, but even with reps who have been in the business, our our company runs different and our culture is different. And we've set the company up that way. And that's why we're successful. So I really, I don't allow them to deviate from that process. I I don't just give them business cards and say, go get business. Um, I want them to learn, you know, about the company and the way we do things. Mm -hmm. And so that they're not out there Harry carry all the time. And so we, we I put a lot of training time and a lot of effort into them. So I want to make sure that they're going to stick after 30 to 60 days. So it's, it's very important to stay consistent with your with your process.
0: Okay. Very good. And, you know, one of the questions that everybody is so curious about right now is what's going to happen, what's happening in the market, right? And initially, we saw that there was a tremendous slowdown in uh, new escrows. Uh, I've read a report uh, recently, uh, just in the last couple of days from CNBC, that there has been a spike uh, in transactions because of mortgage rates dropping down and a little bit more confidence coming back. Uh, What are you seeing? You're seeing all the numbers from, you know, behind the scenes. What are you seeing happening now And then follow up to that. Where do you see the market in nine to 12 months from now?
2: Okay. So for we're in, we're in our third week of positive uptick when it comes to both resales and refis. Um, But typically we're looking at the housing market um, Mm -hmm. with, with resales right now. So it's our third week with, with a positive uptick Mm -hmm. this week. Because because they started, uh, it, you know, all the politicians started talking very positively last week, um, we, we started seeing an uptick. Now that we sort of know that there's an end or a modified end
0: uh-huh. um,
2: yes. where it's been about a 25, 25 percent increase, um, you know, real, I, real estate offices are not going to open in this phase, right? no office is going to open in the space, but you guys can go show, real estate agents can go show property. And that is a huge, huge positive. And you can do it in a way that you don't, you don't necessarily need to go into your office and those kind of things. The, however, um, it's, you know, I'm afraid that Offices are gonna open, not just your office, but all kinds of stuff is gonna open and you're gonna pull back the reins a little bit. I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that, but because of all the positive news, things are ticking up. Like I said, we had like a 25% increase. I have I projected for the next two weeks another 15% increase. I was being a little conservative because you know, I wasn't sure what they were going to put out today and tomorrow when they actually go and and talk about the list, but I do know, I do know that, you know, it's going to be modified. It's going to be slow, but we're in the real estate industry. We're very resourceful, right? So, um, in title, you know, we're, we're actually considered essential and, um, I know that real estate agents, you guys aren't considered essential yet, but if you are in escrow, then you're considered essential. Is that correct? I,
0: I'm not sure, Chuck. You should know that better.
1: I, I think every agent considers themselves extremely
2: essential. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I know. Us Us too. We, we all do too. But, you know, as far as, uh, you know, you, you, Opening an office, being able to open your office and and have everybody come back in, um, I think we're definitely 30 30 days away from that. But I don't think it's going to I don't think that's going to hurt right now, um, you know, where we're going, because everybody's starting to show properties. People have been holding on to listings and there's, you know, I've, I've been on so many calls and people have been holding on to their listings and then people are like, oh, get them out there, get them out there. And, you know, there's two different uh, thoughts. Um, I don't know which one's right. But what I do know is I was on a webinar yesterday and they were talking about how, um, how much increase there has been on, um, you know, searches for real estate and stuff like that. It's almost doubled since we've been in quarantine. So people are either buyers are looking or sellers are looking to sell, right? That's, but regardless, they're looking at real estate and they're ready to do something. So I, you know, I, for I'm doing my projections right now. Um, Chuck asked uh, what I thought was going to happen a year from now. I have no idea. We have no idea. Um, Even the upper echelon we just got a new budget package I, we spend weeks doing our budgets and now they sent us a new budget package and said redo it. Right, so they sent us all these numbers and percentages that they think we're going to be up and down and all of that and they're usually really good about it, I don't even I don't think we will know until we get to about June and we see what's happening with the world's economy because if the world's economy is not stimulated around June or July it's it, things are not are going to be a little bit different we're really positive right now we're heading we're heading up um, listings are coming down the market listing listing prices are the houses that are being listed right now are at, um the higher prices than most listings that were on them have been put on the market in the last month I would say um, just because you know everybody's positive and I, real estate agents you guys look at it week by week right and you're like okay where's the market where should I list what's the property worth that kind of thing and I just think we're in that positive zone now but we we really don't know I'm projecting for my third quarter I'm projecting to be up 25 percent from my. Wow. My first quarter was amazing, like amazing, even though the last two weeks of March, but you know, and in, in um, Los Angeles, we had 16,400 and something transactions in the first quarter and 15,400 last, uh, in 2019. So we were up, right. Um, 6%. the year before already in the first quarter every we were everybody's rolling right um and then the the pump pump the brakes with lenders you know um the thing is is we don't know if everybody's going to have a job we don't know for the people who don't have jobs when they're going to get their jobs back um that could be a 30 60 90 day um role that we don't know about. I I look every 90 days to see where we're at. I look at open orders and that's in our company. We look at open orders to see how many employees we have and are those orders going to close so that we can actually employ that many employees. Right now, you're you're
1: referring to like people's income changing, right?
2: People's income changing people, you know, if if they're laid off, they're not going to be able to qualify for a loan. So in March, and the first two weeks in April, um, you know, it for us as a company, we just assumed that 40% of the refis that opened were, were going to close and 60% were not going to close. We assumed that 60% of those refis were going to be ghost ghost orders because between March 15th and April 15th, that's when everybody got laid off, right? And so a lot of people who started a refi who freaked out and said oh i need to refi my house a lot of those people didn't have job, don't have jobs today right. and and now a lot more people are starting to lose jobs i mean look, realtor.com just laid off a bunch of people and yeah, it's ne- it's really starting now with the layoffs and so I don't know what that's going to look like.
0: Yeah, we also don't know anybody that's taken a forbearance, how that's going to be treated and looked at. Uh, there's there's still uncertainty there, and many people, even if they haven't lost their jobs, uh, have taken the option of deferring their payments, and that, as of now, that's a problem. We don't know if they're going to fix that, uh, you know, afterwards. Uh, but but you by the know, way, it,
1: before before you jump into your next question, I want to point out that we are going to have. Um, one of the senior managers from uh, Realtor.com with us next week. So we're definitely going to be talking about that um, next Thursday, too. And then I want to echo what you were saying about people uh, showing properties and a lot of people holding properties like myself. I'm in the off market space. So is Shay from uh, CA Pocket Listing. So is Roman Schercher. Um, so is Michael. Um, and then you'll see, I mean, if you're getting Rosaline's emails of all these things that are coming soon and all these things that are, you know, coming out there, people are hanging on to, the, to their listings because you can't show it and it's going to work for some people and it's not going to work for some people, but thank God for me, it's, it's, it's working because we're in that, we're in that place. Once it starts opening up, you know, things can change. I wanted to ask you, and this is something that Leo and I were talking about. Uh, in regards to how it used to be with with uh, lenders realtors being able to get all types of perks uh, data farming things like that from their title rep that's changed obviously but is there anything now uh, that agents have you know figured out loopholes or whatever to kind of be able to still get uh, some benefits from their title reps have you heard of anything anything that that work, you know, works for, for your reps.
2: So there's a, I mean, right now it's all about data and data manipulation. Right. And there's a, there's a lot of great sources out there for data. Um, I actually, right before this, I was on another call and I just signed a contract with them. They, and, and I have to test it, but they supposedly have um, the cell phone email social media all of that for every single house in america and it's it's actually tied to the address instead of the click a lot of the sources out there right now um tied to the click right so you go on if you want to find an email you have to click if you want to find a a cell phone you have to click and so it it becomes um, very expensive this source uh, i really like it and I'll, I'll throw it out there to you guys um, once I sign the contract and everything. And then so as a, as a title company, we can, we can um, sign up for it. And then you guys can go underneath us and, and pull the data. Um, so that's really the only workaround. And none of it, none of it is, is legal for us to do. For you guys, do, do title companies do it all the time? Absolutely.
1: So you're saying it's a service that you guys um, would basically pay for and have as, as a something that's kind of included in the service that you're already offering?
2: Well, and we, then- yeah, we'd be the enterprise and then you guys could sign up underneath. And uh, I, I'm not sure about all the details because I just got off that call. Typically, you know, you, you're going to have to pay for your data but there are ways to get it like through different farming um, programs and stuff that we have so um, those are things that who's who's your rep do i have a rep that you guys work with chuck
1: um i'm not i'm not sure i don't know um I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'll, I don't do the retail stuff okay. So um
2: I'll I'll get I'll get my rep in touch with you and they can kind of talk to you guys about it, but there is there's so much data out there right now that you know there's there's a like it for our farms prog- program if you pull a farm um and it your farm could actually be your own farm, right? Your own sphere of influence. Um, they pull it in, they attach it they attach APNs to it. And then you never have to ask title for your farm again because it automatically updates. And what it updates are NODs, marriage, divorces, all of those kind of things. And you can have your email in there and you can have cell phones and all of that. So if you're not working with some sort of CRM or some sort of farming program that automatically gives you all of that information, we can definitely help you with that.
1: Amazing. That's definitely something we want to hear about more. So, um, uh, one of the ways that we connect after is through the comments. Like on YouTube, there's comments, and so we're able to kind of go back and communicate that way. Right. Um, Lior, do you have any other questions, or do we? Want yeah, to I do. About- and, go- and
0: actually, uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna be running up on thirty minutes here, so I'll open it up very soon uh, to questions. So start thinking of questions uh, that you guys have out there. Uh, but I did want to ask you. You know, you see so many transactions coming in. Uh, I'm sure you see more common mistakes happen. Uh, what what kind of common mistakes uh, do you see that could be avoided? What kind of tips can you give agents that you see happening a lot that hurt a transaction or potentially even kill a
2: transaction? So, right, you know, obviously getting the SI in early and not, you know, jamming the SI at the last minute um, is very important. Um, that's one of the biggest issues that I see. If there's construction, a lot of times we don't know there's construction until we get the documents and we see a construction loan. Um, Right now, hard money lenders, um, like a lot of companies aren't doing hard money loans, right? right? So for for us, we do them with clients that are our current clients. And that we have track record with, um, and and as things start loosening up, and the reason I'll tell you guys the reason why we kind of all the industry backed out of that is because you know it we are a juggernaut, and for for us to move ninety people home in one week to work from home was an amazing accomplishment, but you know everybody's disjointed you know you, you don't have the person working next to you that you're working next to and even with technology things get missed and when you're trying to close a transaction and you're up against it and you know you have little things um i, I think right now probably going back to your question that the biggest thing is make sure everything's in on time and and not um at the last minute it's the biggest mistake people are making right now uh, because you know, we are, everybody is working remotely and it, it's, it's a lot more difficult to get that to, to the close at the end.
0: What, what are you seeing as the average uh, time to close an escrow right now?
2: Um, I mean, we're, we typically cl- on, on our, on our refi desk, we're, clo- we're closing 70, 80 a day on our, on my title refi desk. So they're, ro- you know, they're rolling through them um, on, on, on a re on a resale you know it's it just depends on it just depends on the transaction it depends on you know if everything's in there if there's an indemnity package if you're working with new construction and there's an indemnity package we've got to have that FinCEN. FinCEN's crazy too right so if um you know we have to come back and you have to fill out fincent packages um and, and and most of it should just be if it really is just about getting everything done on time, you know. And and we 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 take packages all, all the way up until the last minute. But if everything's like that, and you know you're sitting on a desk with a lot of business, it makes it a little bit more difficult. We're, you know, yeah, efficiency basically.
1: I wanna but, I wanna open it up for um, yeah. For if some anybody, questions, because we if have. Anybody all Sorry, Leo. Yeah, we have just all types of people here. We have, you know, we have Brian Payne, who's who's a one of the biggest monster agents who kind of runs Encino. Um, and then we have uh, Katya, who's, you know, she's been kind of moving around and looking for the right place for her as far as teams and, and strategies and things like that. And then Roman, who I've, you know, I've actually known Roman since I was 10 years old. Um, and we both do real estate now. So I'm sure That's everybody awesome. has yeah
0: (laughs) so if if you do have a question uh on the bottom if you click on reactions and then like click on the thumbs up you see how i have a thumbs up next to me i'll go ahead and unmute you and then you can go ahead and uh, ask your question if anybody has one right now um so i I
2: have i have one more thing that chuck asked about um thing things that people are doing right now and on, on the data call that i was just on um it's, it's all about, you know, investors that have units with renters not paying, um, absentee owners that aren't here who have renters who are not paying, being able to pull that. Um, and they talked about end of lease coming up and going after those. So, uh, and make, making sure you're um, manipulating your database, making sure you have emails and cell phones and all that kind of stuff.
0: Very nice. You're saying end of lease,
1: meaning going after the people that just were assuming they're not paying.
2: Yep. The lease is coming up. I guess you can go on and this I didn't know. So I I need to look into it, but I'm sure you guys know it like the back of your hand. Go on the MLS, see when leases are coming up, contact those people.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Roman uh, may have had a question.
2: I'm sorry, Roman.
3: Hey, Roman, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, okay, I do have a question. Um, and I'm not sure if this is within your scope or not, but um, are you seeing a lot of uh, legal actions between tenants and landlords? Um, let's, uh, We I have a number of situations, a number of clients that are trying to sell their properties, but they have tenants in there. Uh, These tenants, you know, evictions or moratorium on evictions is hitting uh, landlords hard uh, throughout the Southland, uh, especially with our high, uh, our high rents. Um, You're seeing a lot of legal action occur between these tenants uh, as as they attempt to forgo paying rents. And also, uh, are you requiring any certain documentation on um, closing of transactions? Where there are tenants in place,
2: so I I have not, I have not seen a lot of that yet. But we do expect to see that. Obviously, um, I and I don't have, I actually don't have an answer for you as to how we're going to handle it. Um, But I will, I'll go back to my underwriter and and ask him because you're, I we do expect to see that. As far as yeah, there's no me, current, let me, let me just
3: think about that. Because we're seeing a lot of new language. Um, I'm seeing a lot of new language of people that um, who have comes, you know, hold harmless um, indemnification, uh, a lot of language like that, that people are putting in their listings mm-hmm. and uh, their off market send outs that they're requiring of people entering their property. Um, when was the liability, basically, uh, it's,
2: um, you know, it's the the whole thing, just putting together a plan. It's all about not getting sued, right? It's all about for, for, for you guys, it's all about not getting sued and be able to close your transaction. For us, it's being able to close our transaction and make sure that we're giving free and clear title. Um, so any, that's where we'll always come from for you, for your client. Um, so I will I'll definitely um, talk to my underwriter and see if I can get some language for you guys on that it's a great question I mean we're you know we're spending days putting together documents on exactly how when we bring our employees back how that's going to look what we can ask them to do can we ask them to take we can't ask them to take their temperature um, those kind of things but you know it's 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 all a very difficult situation and, you know, even, you know, listing appointments and do they hold you harmless and how do you do it and what happens if, and I I listen to a lot of brokers talking about that all the time.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Anybody else have uh, a question? Brian.
4: Hmm. Let me get you unmuted. Go ahead, Brian. No problem. How's it going, guys? i have a question regarding um right now jumbo loans um it doesn't necessarily go with exactly what we're talking about but there's we're all in the business here and and um i have uh clients who work at citibank and chase and right now they stopped giving uh jumbo loans like they're they're checking back over the last couple of months to see pretty much of your income is the same as it was you know prior to the, prior to this COVID and if you've been affected, if you're obviously, if you own units or people aren't paying you and you're not making the same deposits, then that will offset what they're willing to do. So does anybody know of another another banking source other than Chase or Wells Fargo uh, that will obviously give a good loan, not like a hard money loan, but that will, that's not actually, that's overlooking the current situation. Uh,
0: I, 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 can, uh, I can connect you with uh, two, two contacts, uh, one at Bank of the West, and uh, we're starting to, to talk, uh, obviously I come from the lending space, so we're, we're starting to see uh, some things open up very soon. Uh, another workaround that a lot of people are taking advantage of, depending obviously on the loan amount, is the combo first and second. We're still able to do a second behind a first to keep the first at a high balance, but still have a total loan that's going to be jumbo. Um, so we could talk offline and I can connect you and, and help you with that.
4: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Thanks, Leroy. Any other questions, anyone?
1: Hey, if you do think of anything and you wanna join, by all means uh, 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 drop the, it on the Ros- comment.
0: Rosaline. Rosaline has a question with a baby in her hand. <laughs> baby sent in my uh, nephew here, so he woke up. Uh, hi, everyone. My question is, uh, I don't know if I missed that question, but about short sale and uh, foreclosures?
2: So you didn't miss it because we, we, we didn't really talk about it, but um, it, right now we don't know what's going to happen with all the forbearance and all of that. I would say in June, are, are is there, there going to be foreclosures? Yes. Are there going to be short sales? Yes. We just don't know how much of it there's going to be. 3.8 million transactions right now have forbearance on them. So, you know, and it's not that doesn't necessarily mean that they're in trouble or they will be in trouble. Um, I would say if if you're farming and you you know you've been doing that, and if those people were in trouble. And they're in forbearance now. Obviously, they're going to be in trouble when, when we roll out of this, right? So, um, I don't think we're going to know that until June. I, you know, that's the end of the first 90 days of forbearance that has been given to most people. Some, some got 120, but really, the the rule was 90 days, right? Um, and really, um, is our economy going to be? back to normal, or even, it's not gonna be back to normal, but are we gonna be in a place where, um, you know, people are gonna start getting their jobs back? If people don't start getting their jobs back, that's gonna, then that's gonna push a foreclosure market. Is that gonna take another 90 days to happen? Yes. Uh, so I don't think we're gonna see a ton of foreclosures. The one thing that I do see happening though, is um, the buyers have come back into the market. Um, Open Door came back into the market, right? And just like on the 24th. So what that means to me is they're seeing that by people are going to be in trouble and need to sell their homes. And they may or may not want to use a real estate agent. Um, and depending upon how in trouble those people are, they're hoping that they're going to get to those, those people. And I think. Um, several more, are gonna, they're only entering at 800000 so that's kind of where they're at right now, um, so that'll be their window. Mm-hmm.
0: So to piggyback on that, um, what um, what do you recommend for people to kind of pay attention to and, and watch either certain types of reports or numbers uh, to, to try to kind of determine what's coming next? What, what, what are the things that you look at?
2: So, well, we look at so much, but yeah. I, I think in the in the real estate industry, um, have, I don't know how many of of you are familiar with Altos Research, but basically they do. They have an algorithm, and they you can uh, it's by city, and I can send you guys links if you want to look at it. Please. But they basically tell you th- there's a barometer, right? And they tell you if you're in a buyer's market or a seller's market. We're in a seller's market but they will tell you by city how, how quickly you're getting to a buyer's market. And once you start getting to a buyer's market, that's when your housing prices will start to adjust. And that's when everything will shift, right? So there's a specific number that you look at. Now, that's not necessarily what I look at, but um, I, I think it's, it's it's a pretty good way to look at the market from, from the real estate side. I mean, you guys, you guys know that better way more than I do. For me, it's all about open orders, resales and um, pricing of those resales. That's what I look at every single day, every 30 days and every 90 days. So I look at more of what you guys are doing and that's what keeps our business rolling.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, good. Any other questions? I actually have one kind of
1: like a final thought question. you know, initially when we put this uh, little Zoom thing together, we were, um, Leo and I were talking that the intention was to connect experts, people that either have gone through the recession of 2008, 9, 7, whatever, um, and came out, you know, winners on the other side, or uh, just like the name of it, rubbing elbows, where you're actually kind of rubbing elbows with with other pros. Uh, so if there's anyone here who um, ends up, you know, wanting, you know, getting a, getting a big deal into escrow or wanting, uh, wanting to make sure that they have, you know, have, somebody has their back, um, if, you know, if they're looking for a new, you know, title rep, if they're, whatever it is. So um, we, we want to kind of keep that kind of as a, as, as a whole here, meaning. Um, keep
0: it in the family.
1: Yeah, keep it in the family. If anybody doing a deal and you're looking for a rep and and you want Michelle to, you know, uh, uh, put you know point someone for you. That way, if there is an issue, God forbid down the line, you know, you've got the big big dogs, big guns behind you.
2: And even if um, you're not looking for a rep, if you just need, if you have a question or you you want me to run something by my underwriter because you're having a hard time at another company, I have no problem doing that. People call me all day long to do that. And I, I would love to do that for you guys. You know, we're a good resource. I have said we have so many great people under you know, within our company and you can use those resources. Even if you're not using us for title, um, our job is to support you guys out there in the field. So
1: That's appreciate awesome. it so, so
0: much. So before we wrap up uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us and uh, taking the time to, to share uh, and I want to thank everybody for joining. But we wanted to start something new and kind of finish on a high note. Um, and, and whoever, anybody on this group that wants to share a win that they had this week, something that, um, that was either business or personal uh, that we can all benefit from, take away or just an interesting story, uh, feel free to share. And uh, Chuck, if you want to maybe get started and share. And then uh, Michelle, I would love to ask you if you have a win for this week that you can uh, share with all of us. And Anybody else? Just raise your hands.
1: Um, I can start with the first win. I've got a project um, in in Koreatown. It's a fantastic project that I'm actually doing with Michael here, who Brady Bunch two levels down, right there. If you can see him. <laughs> um, we're doing a project, and uh, we, you know, we had a, a we sent it out to a bunch of people, and um, there was someone building a couple doors down from us, and we knew that that would be the ideal buyer, but we had no way of really getting to this person. All the stars were aligned. Um, we got a call and and someone connected us with that buyer and it's fantastic, credible, competent, uh, super duper builder. And we are an escrow as of today with him. So awesome. me and Mike have a cool win here.
0: That's awesome, very nice. Um, Jessica, it looks like you were raising your hand there. Yeah. So I had a good win. I wanted to share uh, this. Uh, <laughs> this last uh, April was actually, oddly enough, the best month I had. In, I think ever, Leor. Um, I funded close three point three million, almost three point four million
4: dollars
2: in one oh, month.
0: Amazing. That was amazing. That was good for me with homeschooling and. And And leaving leaving to Utah for a month
2: with my (laughs) my husband.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're definitely uh, you're definitely uh, killing it right now. The nice thing about that comment that you just brought up is that you had your best month, but you're lined up to actually break that again. So that's going to be exciting.
2: Yes, very. So I'm happy.
0: Very nice. Michelle, you have a win to share with us.
2: Yes, my, my winds, not that great, but and it's kind of silly but so amongst all the other things that I do. Um, I've also been spending the last probably 30 days trying to procure masks and stuff for all of our um, everybody inside and for all of you guys so finally. I got our uh, lawyer's title
0: mask. That's <laughs> awesome. That's I want, great. I want to pick one up today.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get them to you guys. It's like, can I get masks? Can I get masks? When am I going to get them? When's my ship coming in? It's it, It's been maddening. So it, it it's a silly win, but it's a huge win for that, me. A,
0: win, a win's a win, and that's a huge <laughs> yeah. win. That's great. I like that. Uh, for me, on a personal level, not so much business. Yesterday was uh, uh, my 13-year anniversary uh, with my wife. And so it was, you know, with quarantine, usually I, I, I usually I have the easy escape because I just make a reservation at a fancy restaurant. We go out, we enjoy. Uh, I had to get a little more creative and go back to my roots. So I got the kids off to her sister. We set up a nice uh, little romantic uh, jacuzzi with the candles. And uh, uh, it ended up being one of the best uh, considering you know all the facts so that was a personal win on uh, on a personal level Roman
3: uh, looks like you raised your hand did you want to share something um I got two wins number one my uh my five-year-old son lost his front two so he's got a big gap here which I love when the kids <laughs> do that the They're big so win cute, I pulled it out guys. myself
4: that's a big win
3: uh, the second win uh, we uh, got a new property in uh, Malibu uh, a lot it was a burned down house that's just completely cleared it's a beautiful lot overlooking the ocean got that under contract so I'll be sending that out to people very shortly
0: that's wonderful. awesome very good wonderful well uh, I wanna uh, Brian looks like you're raising your hand I'll let you be the
4: last one and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it here. Brian um, always has wings wins. No, I mean I just um my win is that I had a deal that was in escrow that uh, was on the borderline of falling out. And uh, we got the uh, seller to uh, come off his price a little bit. This was right at the beginning of COVID. And um, it's a development deal in, a, in, a, in an area of Encino that I like to uh, sell houses in. And we're going to close this week. And my developer is going to build one of the nicest houses in the community. So uh, that's exciting. It actually closed tomorrow. so Nice. That is
0: awesome. All right. I want to respect
1: everyone's time. Um, I want to thank everybody who joined us um, on, on Facebook groups, on YouTube, on wherever, wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Just Um, a reminder
0: next week. We do have uh, David libovich from realtor.com. That's going to be exciting. So uh, make sure you guys uh, start thinking of your questions now. Um, And uh, other than that, if you haven't already subscribed to our channel on YouTube, uh, we'll send out the link and we'll see everybody here, same place, same time next week. Michelle, thank you so much. We appreciate you uh, joining bye. us.
2: So it was nice to meet all of you.
0: Thank you so, so much. Bye, guys.
2: Say bye. Bye,
4: Michelle.
0: bye everyone. Michelle. <laughs>
4: your
2: contact
4: information? Yes. I'm going to I'll email you, I'll shoot you a little text in this chat so you have my email address.
2: Okay. Thank you, Brian.
4: No problem. And, and Lior, sorry for, uh, <clears throat> sorry for arriving late. No, it's, it's all good. Was, Thanks. Thanks for joining. Me. I know that was directed at me. It's all right. But um, yeah, I do apologize. I, I did come in eight, seven, eight minutes late. So my bad. Thanks okay. for joining okay. us, man. I appreciate it. Lior, I have your number. Hold on one sec. No, hold on one sec. Okay. Lior, I think I have your number. I'm going to call you back right after this. Let me see.